right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. Welcome to Down the Garden Path, where we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down to Earth Landscape Design, and with me across Zoom once again is my co-host Matthew Dressing. Welcome, Matthew. Welcome, Joanne, and good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I am Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it is important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we love to help you make it happen. That's right. And good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another Monday evening and this one, a cool and wet one in April. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate that you're spending your Monday nights with us here. Uh, tonight, we are going to, um, it's funny that we're beginning it, even though it's the second Monday of the month, but we are going into our month long discussion on lawn care. And tonight, it's all about answering your lawn questions, so very much a Q&A, so get your listener questions, or you are listeners, so get your questions ready. Uh, send <laughs> us an email to instudio101 at gmail.com, right? So, That's right. Mm-hmm. So we know that you're sitting there with lawn questions galore, mm-hmm. that you've been saving through all those other uh, topics, shows. <laughs> shows that were very good. But I know we know you love talking lawns, so we I love think, it. I always think it's the Masters too. Like uh, anybody who watches golf or golf's on TV this past weekend, and the, oh. that's when they start the those commercials, those lawn seed and lawn fertilizer commercials, and gets everybody thinking about that, right? So true. So true. Very very true. Mm-hmm. Yes. So send us your lawn questions in Studio One Hundred One at gmail.com and yeah it was weird that we didn't we were starting our month-long lawn care now um because we don't usually do our holiday shows either do we um Mm -hmm. we're usually off on our easter monday so we kind of threw that one in there just at the last kind of quite kind of moment so that's right but we did talk (laughs) long questions so if you missed that show then you can go back and listen it was definitely an april don'ts month so we were talking about not um fertilizing yet not aerating yet this is like perfectly why look at all the rain we've been getting it looks like it's going to be a good uh wet week which we really actually need you know, so yeah, so last week we did cover quite a bit on the lawn raking, the better rakes, you know, it's some really great listener questions. So, um, so today, I just think this is a timely topic, because I know myself, as well as many of my customers and friends, last year's grass, like last year was a difficult year for grass. So I think, and it never really gets a chance to retire, recover in the fall, right? So I think everybody's looking and I noticed a few posts on social media today too, about like, this is the state of my lawn. Now, what do I do? Or people looking to hire someone, I need someone who can fix my lawn, you know, and, and, and that's a hard person to find. <laughs> we, we can help you over the fo- over the podcast or over the radio, but we're just not coming to your house to help you. Right, Matt? You don't want to go out and help people with their lawns? Uh, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't cut the lawns. I've been there and I, I've done that, but I can <laughs> consult with you and we can get you started maybe. 
So, uh, yeah, Matthew at Natural Affinity Design. Uh, there you go. Law and consultations. <laughs> Law and consultations. I do do that too, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, there was a lot of damage done to the lawn. And falls are just so, um, they're just so quick. They We just kind of flip from summer into winter so quick. We almost miss a good sustained growing season yeah. for that repair to really happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we want in that fall again is just that gradual cool down, kind of like we're getting, well, not so gradual right now with that warm up as I look out the window, um, but just a nice gradual cool down, let the grass become active again, come out of that dormancy and get those good number of weeks in there where that seed can war- wake back up get nice and rooted in there September, early October, and then finally go out and go to sleep. So but we just haven't had that, right? Cause it seems like no. Halloween, I mean, at Halloween it's, it's, it's winter, it goes, you know, and then it, yeah. it's not like we get snow from Halloween to Christmas, but yet it's still so cold and even dry. Like we're yes. not getting the long, cool, gently cool falls and, you know, wet, you know, that, really help the garden kind of and lawns kind of you know recover yes nope exactly we're just not getting that that weather that natural fall that we a nice mm. slow cool down and then into that freeze yeah yeah we just do not get it anymore climate change <laughs> um <laughs> that's a whole other show man i just say that's another month. What month are we doing that? so yeah so there is a lot of repair to be done um, and we can take advantage of this nice spring weather that's out there now um, to be doing it. But again, just looking at the lawn and being out there, uh, there are some of those do's and don'ts that we were talking about last week. Um, mm. For example, as beautiful as it is right now, it is still too early to be pulling away piles and piles of debris. This week, now having said that, between this week and last week, we did get a pretty good week, at least where I am here, where we had those 9 to 11s over the night. Uh, and we're slowly seeing those drop again. Uh, but So we're getting some of those warmer nights where insects are going to start to wake up uh, and things are going to start to cr- crawl out. So, But we still need another week or two of that to get them really woken up and moving mm-hmm. notice that there are food sources nothing's really coming out and flowering yet some early ornamental bulbs and some things there's some forsythia that's awake i actually saw a mag star magnolia it was like 30 feet tall and 20 feet wide full bloom she was like i've had enough let's go uh but <laughs> not everything is out there so there uh, insects have evolved to kind of come out when those foods and those things are all available right right analogical indicators yeah, like so, they're smelling whether dinner's ready, right? That's it, yeah. Is that bacon? <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, well, we have a really good first question. So uh, Blaine has written in and he said, um, and yes, it is a lawn question. Uh, is it worth it to get a lawn service or do our lawns ourselves? I don't have a very big yard and I have time to do it. But some people say that what the commercial companies put down on a lawn is better than what we can buy at a big box store. Is that true? Uh, Breaking down your question, Blaine, uh, is it worth to get a lawn service or to do it yourself? It totally depends on what level of activity you want to be involved in your lawn. If you're not really Mm -hmm. a big lawn person um, and you're willing to spend the money to go out and do it, for sure, go hire some experts, come in and let them do it. them. Especially if it's really damaged or there's a lot of work to be done, it can be easy for them to kind of get you hit the reset button with that company 
but then it's easy to maintain it afterwards. And I get a lot of that from uh, my own clients, but also from the garden center. People like, oh, Matt, you helped us with your lawn or with our lawn. Um, you know, now that we got it to this point, it's so easy to take care of. Like we fired the company because we've gotten to this point and now we know what we're doing. So okay. I find that, yeah, hit the reset button. If you've got lots of damage and it's just too much work to like rip it up. If you've got big swaths of dead area, you've had grubs or chinch bugs that have decimated your lawn. Yeah. You could hire a lawn service or a contractor to come in and repair, but then uh, it's very, very easy to do by yourself. People say that commercial companies put down lawn is better. Um, I, I don't know if that's 100% true. From what I've seen and just having worked for a lawn company, um, we just kind of bought bulk bag fertilizer that was made by other companies that as homeowners, we don't get to shop from or see. However, now saying that, if you do have a really good lawn company, they and you've got some turf experts on there, uh, on that staff, they may have specific formulas that they are having made for them to um, basically fortify or enhance the program that they are providing you. Mm -hmm. So perhaps they have a certain mix of grass species that they put down that is a little off or a little different than what you can buy at like Walmart or, or you know, your independent garden mm -hmm. center. So they would have a fertilizer that would fortify and, and best go with those species so there are mm -hmm. things like that um but yeah. outside of that there's no there's no secret hidden weapon that we've that got have, yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah. in the back of that trailer yeah i mean blaine i've i've had uh, i've used a service for the last couple of years um last year my lawn had i mean even it was so bad the season was so bad that they even sent notices saying that they can't come to fertilize or can't come to weed control because the drought conditions were so severe that they they just they suspended their services. So there's really not much they could do. Um, I do know that when it came to the nematode treatment, um, they did go through why their nematodes were different than. Remember, I was mentioning that to you, Matt. They had a different species yeah. of nematode for grubs that was more aggressive that needed less water because my concern was always I know that they need a lot of water. You have to water the lawn a lot in order for the the grub control to work. And they would never give me enough notice that they were coming so that I could do that. And they said that they had a very specific, um, you know, kind of uh, nematode that didn't require that as much. So, you know, I think they might have some access. They certainly have specialists that you can ask and talk to if you've got certain problems. But mm -hmm. sometimes even paying the money, you still have a really bad season where you can't fertilize and you can't do many of the things just because of the weather the heat and the drought. Um, so with or without a service, I think all of us are in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. We can plant everything just right. We can water thing everything just right. But those are only a few of the factors that actually ultimately affect the big picture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think the other bonus, Blaine, is that if, um, you know, they build in um, like so many weed treatments, let's say in a, in a season or in a month, and if the weeds are, there's still a lot of them or it didn't work, you usually can call them back to do another treatment and that's free. So they will can, the good ones will keep coming back until they get a hold of it, handle on it. So in, in a way, you know, yes, is it more expensive? Yes. But if they're, you know, you, you are on top of it and on top of them servicing you, then I think, you know, it can, uh, uh, it can be a benefit, especially if you're very busy in the summer and things like that. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, anyway, they can definitely, you can be like watching it and staying on top of it, or they could be doing it for you. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely, Blaine, there's lots of pluses and minuses um, both ways, but it's definitely doable by yourself. And there's definitely benefits. Um, they're all the long companies aren't just fly by nighters trying to make a buck. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely important to go with the, um, you know, but the really good quality ones are, are definitely more, a bit more expensive too. Right. So right. you're paying for that knowledge and that product yeah. and the way they take care of you. So whatever fits your lifestyle is best. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so with all the rain, like we talked a bit about last week about not um, aerating, it's too soon. And definitely with a rainy wet week, like we have going on this week. Uh, also not to no aerating yet, right, Matt? Yeah, we want that lawn to keep coming up and, and fill in some of those spaces. Um, we don't want to be out on the lawn because we don't want to compact the air out of it. We don't want to create compacted dead spots where the roots and the food and the water won't penetrate through. Um, and then we've got, again, the grass is still just coming up. It's greening up. It's nice and green where we are, but disturbing all those weed seeds and everything to come up to take advantage of these early spring uh, weathers. We want to make sure that the lawn is is fully active. She's got a good feeding and she's nice and dry out before we really get in there and start aerating so that the lawn can basically save you maintenance, uh, time and money and fight its own battles. And it's designed to do that, but it does that under the proper timing in the right conditions Mm -hmm. to do that. So we are a little bit early still yet to do, but Mm -hmm. if your lawn gets to that two inches and she's dried out and she's, she's growing, depending because we're all in different spots, um, you could definitely go out and do it where I am. No, it's still super wet. The lawn isn't quite, it's greening, but it isn't really quite growing yet uh and there's still some issues out there where i am okay that's good okay i think we've got a couple more listener questions excellent we've got one from joyce and joyce says oh i saw joanne's post about the cost of lumber that is insane it would put a lot of carpenters and contractors out of business thanks for sharing the info the world needs to see this craziness Mm -hmm. Yeah, 252% increase from that from last March to this March. So, and that uh, Joyce came from a bunch of the contractors have been putting it on Instagram and and different and social media just actual pictures of the different costs of of wood um and what the price was, you know, March of 2020 versus March of 2021 and it's just been incredible. So, yeah, and it is there's some deck builders that have just stopped building decks and moved on to do something else. It just, uh, just, they can't make money um, at it. So uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's concerning and nobody's figured out why. So for our listeners who maybe haven't seen the post or don't know what Joyce is talking about, where can our listeners find you online to look at said post? <laughs> well, my Facebook. So yeah, so uh, so it was, it was my, I guess Joyce must follow my personal Facebook page. So uh, so yeah, I just shared it there. Oh, I, I may have shared it on Down to Earth uh, Landscape Design page, actually. So I could have done it there too. Um, yeah. And if you didn't, we will now. So don't yeah. forget to check us out <laughs> online at, at Down the Garden Path Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then let's see, I'll read the next one. Um, oh, let, uh, Chase said, thanks for answering the questions regarding long companies. He was curious about them as well. Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad that helped, Chase. So that's good. So, 
as far as when we this we, we get through our rainy week, Matt, what is the first step to uh, improving? Um, is it aeration? Is it overseeding? You know what? Uh, anybody out there who had a rough year last year with their lawn, and I know people are in different areas, so. Yeah, so one of the things that we wanted to have been doing now, if you haven't yet, um, now is that time to put down our pre-emergence. So, you know, your corn gluttons and and other things. They're going to stop any of those weed seeds to grow. So any of those open spaces, if you have damage from last summer, if you had lots of crabgrass, for example, and you picked a bunch out, there might be some seeds. Those pre-emergence are going to stop those seeds from germinating. So you're going to hold all of your work where it is just because we're not going out there. So that's going to help you hold, put everything on pause and let the grass grow in. Outside of that, then what we're going to do is we're going to start top dressing and we're going to start seeding. Um, If you're, uh, I always go with something high in organic matter. Um, Once we get our sod down and our lawn grown for our top dressing uh, and our lawn seed, we get that all in there. Uh, We can't really dig everything up and repair everything underneath. So when you put down your top dressing, I always recommend something high in organic matter. So a compost, or again, I love that Viva Viva Lawn Repair from Buffard. Those are great. They're higher in organic matter and the compost will help invigorate the soil biology uh, and keep those, that soil being active and healthy and and growing basically to support the lawn because we can't get under there afterwards. You do want to put your soil down first and then your seed on top of it. Um, The seeds, they only really need to be like millimeters under the soil. So everyone puts out an inch or two of of top dressing, which is wrong, and I'll touch on that in a second, uh, and then puts on their seed and then puts on another like half inch or more. And you do not need that much at all. If you've got big divots and holes and things, you can fill them in with a little bit of added compost, uh, but you only need an eighth to a quarter of an inch to, to top dress with your seed. And you're just gonna come into contact, that seed in to come into contact with that compost, and then you're good to go. If you've got an open and, ex- oh, go ahead. What no, no, saying? so you don't need to put, you put the soil and the seed, but you don't need to put more soil on top yes. of the seed. Okay. Right, and that's what everybody does. Um, and I just see a grass seed mixture question coming in with just seeing the subject. So I think I'm gonna hit it, but um, yeah. So you only need to do your top dressing and your seed. If you need to, um, if you have a big open area, you can add a couple more millimeters or just a little bit of soil on there. You can flip your rake over so that the tines are facing up. And then just using a few, like your hand, just very gently drag the bottom or the, sorry, the top of the rake with the tines facing up over the soil surface. So you just comb it lightly. And that's just enough pressure and friction and movement to tuck some of the seeds just underneath some of the soil to hide some of it and make sure that there's some good contact. Uh, And that's for like a nice big area. Mm, Okay. If you're just repairing because you've got a nice lawn and you're lucky you've just pulled a few weeds, um, there is a grass seed mixture that I like to use. Um, And it's the Viva Lawn Repair. So it's three dry cups of Viva Lawn Repair or your favorite uh, compost or top dressing material to one dry cup of grass seed. And you can mix those two together. And then again, you're going to spread it out at that eighth to a quarter of an inch 
Right. And you can fill little holes with it or you can just fill in the little thin areas and then just make sure you give it a good moisture to make sure that the air compresses a little bit, but then okay. also gets into good contact. Yeah. So it's like a one more of a one step instead of a two step. Like you're mixing the group. So instead of sprinkling them both separately on the lawn, you're you're mixing them together and then spreading them. Yeah, it's like your own like make your own little patch kind of kind of thing. And you can Okay. do whatever you want with all those materials. You can Okay, and what's it nice called again? Compost. Uh, I just use the Viva Lawn Repair or you could use your favorite compost. But it's going to be three dry cups of top dressing to one dry cup of seed. Okay. And hopefully your seed is dry because then it's all gross if it's not. Mm. So that was okay. my my mix. I will let go to like, let's uh, look at uh, Walter's question. Walter, I just saw your subject, but what is the best grass seed mixture to put down right now in the GTA? There's so many available at the garden shops and I am confused. What is the best for our GTA location. Do you have one that you love, Joanne? No? Okay. When I, I was thinking <laughs> you, you go ahead. <laughs> Remember, I pay somebody else to do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Walter, when it comes down to it, um, they're all fairly standard. It's kind of like that perennial rye, uh, red fescue, and the Kentucky bluegrass in different percentages. And when it gets to the sun versus the shade, just the percentages of the, the species are the same. And then there's a greater percentage of the creeping red fescue for the shade. Um, one of the great ones that I think you and I both like um, is the Eco Lawn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just rethinking that. I was like, oh, wait, I do have that recommendation is Eco Lawn. <laughs> Um, a bit more for, that. yeah, is that where you're going with that? Sorry. Oops. Um, <laughs> a shade is more shade tolerant or part sun, right? Not necessarily in the hot. Right. Uh, full sun. Blazing sun. Right. Yeah. And it does mix in. If you've got some, an established lawn and you just need to thicken it up a little bit and you naturally keep your lawn a little longer, you can mix it in with what you've got. Cause you've got mm -hmm. to keep it a little longer. It'll, it'll help shade it in a little bit there, but that one was a great one. I think it was, was it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the university of was it Utah or there's a, uh, one of the universities in the States okay. created it. Um, but each fescue that's in there uh, is designed or has been bred to like fix issues like the fescues they don't really like the tastes for um the white grubs the european chafers and the uh japanese beetles grubs but then there's some species that roots grow much longer naturally uh there's other some really high tolerant drought and traffic species that are mixed in there so it's a design a mix of fescues that is really designed to address all of these extra issues that we tend to fight or have to to deal with in our lawn spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and just to correct you, um, it was actually developed in the 1990s by a wildflower farm um, in on Coldwater, Ontario. Um, oh, is Eco Lawn? Yeah. I'm and thinking so of another blend, grass then. Yeah. So it's a blend of carefully selected certified fine fescue. So very much what you were saying, fine fescue grass seeds that work together to form a slow-growing, drought-tolerant turf. Um, so you don't have to put so much time and effort into your lawn. So it does say it grows in full sun, part shade, and even deep shade. 
and it has um, it's very quick to germinate, but is slow growing and it requires less fertilizing and watering due to its deep root systems. So you can't the roots are so deep you couldn't even do a sod like you can't cut it for sod. So, um, so yeah, so I have said, I've recommended it. I've seen some clients um, use it in like uh, almost instead of a mulch in a, like a conservation, like woodland area in their backyard. And uh, so it's, it's been pretty impressive to see how, uh, how well it's grown and greened up for them. And the best part I like it is if you, you know, Kentucky bluegrass, um, if you grow that, uh, any of our listeners grow that or familiar, if you don't cut it, it grows and then it kind of goes to seed heads and looks very weedy. Mm. Well, Ecolon doesn't do that. It just kind of grows up and then it cascades. So you don't have to mow it if you don't want to. It, it, it is, uh, it can be a no mow or if you have an area that you can't access and you want it to be a no mow area. Um, then you can try that. So definitely. And we had one of our early, early shows on the radio show. I had, uh, I had, um, oh my gosh, uh, Wildflower Farms on to talk about that and talk about her book uh, um, as well. So Taming Wildflowers, which I have over here somewhere. So there was a book. I know (laughs) Miriam, Miriam. Yes. So there, she has a book on her wildflower farm. So, uh, so anyway, so Google, you can Google Ecolon, E-C-O-L-A-W-N. And uh, they've got lots of little case studies and and things like that about it. So yeah, uh, it's a beautiful website. It's Mm -hmm. packed with information. Mm-hmm. And as Matt oh, said, sure. you can overseed an existing lawn and kind of gradually turn it into an eco lawn. Or if you're starting from scratch, then I think I think it's worth giving it a shot. I really do. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. So well, we're reaching the end of our first half hour. Uh, so I'm just going to say, kind of leading into Donna's next question. Um, thanks for joining us here live on Reality Radio 101. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host, Joanne Shaw, and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting, relevant, and helpful topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the wonderful guests that join us here on the show. So if you're a new listener like Donna, uh, spend more time with us Down the Garden Path. You can find us on your favorite podcast app, or provider. Uh, And while you're there, please subscribe to be notified of new content, like, share, and leave us a comment. You can also find us on our websites. You can find Joanne at uh, www.downthenumber2earth.ca. And you can also find me at www.naturalaffinity.ca with both of our, all of our social media links etc. there, as well as our emails. If you'd like to get in contact with one of us, ask us some more questions, or uh, hire us to help you on one of your jobs. Don't forget to find us on social media as well. You can search at Down the Garden Path Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and you can follow the show there. You can also follow us on our own uh, Instagrams and Facebooks, etc., through our web pages. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Don. I hope that uh, answers your question. And uh, yeah. that <laughs> welcome. We're always happy to have new listeners, aren't we? We are. And I was just gonna say so and, and Donna is writing in from Cleveland, Ohio. So thank you to we love knowing where everybody's from Donna. Mm-hmm. We love it. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for tuning in. 
Um, and I do want to shout out, so it's Miriam Goldberger. Um, the book is called Taming Wildflowers, and she's the founder and co-founder of Wildflower Farm. And she's written a book about uh, her love affair with wildflowers and native grasses. So definitely, um, again, if you go to Wildflower Farm website or uh, so wildflowerfarm.com, you can read all about Ecolon as well as her book and more about wildflowers. So definitely have that in our show notes. But as she shout out to my love of uh, Ecolon. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing, it really is a, a yeah. beautiful mix. And you can um, buy directly from them, but the garden yes. centers do carry it, right? Yes, we do. Um, we carry it and it's, it's not, it's about a nine, now I'm totally forgetting because I haven't been there all winter long yet, but I'm pretty sure it is um, about a nine or a 10 kilogram bag. Uh, and we usually sell it. It's not inexpensive. It's about 50 bucks. Um, and it tends to be almost that everywhere in our area. It tends to be a fairly even cost. And I think that's just coming from, from Wildflower Farm. But I always love if you can order directly from, support them and uh, support your local growers for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So excellent. So um, I know in the next few shows, we can when we talk a little bit about we're going to do deeper dives, we're going to talk about fertilizer, right? The pros and cons of fertilizers next week. Which yeah, that's spot. Right. Is that next cool. week is fertilizer show? That's um, next week, April 19th. So we're going to take a look at the synthetic fertilizers and the choices that we have out there and the many forms that they do and don't come in, uh, including corn gluten is often used as one of those early spring fertilizers, as well as, and then we're going to look at some of those organic fertilizers uh, and the pros and cons and what works and what to look for, et cetera, there. Mm -hmm. And there's method to our madness in that that's about the time, depending on the weather, right, where we might be considering fertilizing. Yes. Yeah. If right? it's, oh, I heard a saying and now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to forget it. But anyways, okay. yeah, like if a you're little rhyme or something, <laughs> it was, it was, I'm going to, I'll remember it. I'll have to think about it. But it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But the whole point is if your grass isn't really growing or doing anything, why are you feeding it? Because mm. you're putting down money to be dissolved and washed away or, you know, kind of weird with the corn gluten because you're not going to see too much, but you can be eaten by whatever. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So sorry to all the people who fertilized this last weekend and now it's getting rained out because <laughs> that's fertilizers, you know. Just, you're yeah. going to lose a good percentage of it depending on how much rainfall you're getting and whatever. Yeah. To Yeah. And is your ground really fully thawed out it can only go in so far before it hits that frost layer if it's not gone and runs off exactly yeah although i think it's been warm enough although i don't know about up north maybe not but yeah uh, and yeah down in with the gta that brush, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah don't worry. i think i'm good here but yeah. in the gta definitely definitely so i don't know why we all the lawn you know i kind of have this love-hate relationship with lawns you know so would why? you like to elaborate no, no, just in the sense that we spend so much energy on something that doesn't really give us a ton of value. You know, we can't, we yes. can't eat it. We can't, we're, you know, it's, it, uh, it's not as pretty as flowers, you know. Um, There's a lack gardens. of biodiversity that is Yeah, there. for sure. So that's a whole other show, I guess, as to why we're so attached to our grass. 
but yeah. I know I've got <laughs> every year I've got, I take more and more away and that, and I do notice that even with my clients, less and less people want grass, like the less, you know, they're going for bigger, bigger gardens and, uh, you know, as much as quote unquote gardens or maintenance, it still is easier really than, uh, than, uh, especially in seasons like we had last year where you still, the gardens did fine in that heat and drought, um, then, but the lawns really struggled. So. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So I, I like that my, the students too, if that's the vibe that they're getting into as well, that permaculture and removing the lawn and it's just monoculture. There's no diversity and it's easier to do, like you were saying, all those other things to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully without directly pointing it out, um, Madden had that question about what can we do to, or is this the week we can start our lawn maintenance, our raking and et cetera. And uh, we're going to wait a little while longer. So kind of as Joanne alluded to, uh, you know, next week with our fertilizing and everything else, hopefully the rain is, we need that good rain. Uh, but hopefully as things kind of get growing and drying out and moving forward, we can start in the next week or two. Right now, the only thing that you really want to be doing is if you had that issue is with that pre-emergent right now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So corn gluten is really the only thing to do right now. Yeah. Other than that, you know. Give it some time. Let it wake up. Imagine mm-hmm. you guys, all of us, first thing in the morning. Do we, oh, uh, can you help me design with this? Or like people like attacking you first thing when you wake up. It's like the lawn. It needs some time. Wake up. Let it grow a bit. Yeah. Let it sort itself out. And then let's get to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And Harry has written in. He says, when it is time to cut the lawn, do we leave the clippings or bag them? My neighbor has a bag connected to his lawnmower and he does not leave the clippings on his lawn. Even though it looks great, is that good? What about if there are is a lot of grass ki- clippings, it's a bit of a tongue twister, like very <laughs> high grass or grass that has not been cut for a while? Thanks. Yeah, that's uh, to, to, yeah, to bag or not to bag. <laughs> Tis the question. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of... Yeah, I think it really comes down to being almost personal. Um, The blades are like 96% water. They desiccate so quickly once they're cut. I think Harry was like, when you get into the very long grass, A, you've got this super long grass that you get into. It's shaded. It's kind of yellowy brown. And it's more of the thicker stems on the bottom you cut it and it's kind of an appearance thing then you get too many big clumps that a can start to dull your blade get into an issue with running the mower uh and then if you leave it all behind you're leaving big clumps to shadow out and cause other issues so i would more regularly just you know cut it regularly i would leave the clippings on the lawn however if you don't want to leave the clippings on the lawn that's fine too I would put them into some sort of composting situation where you're mulching with them or hopefully maybe not mulching with them. I would compost them first because just in case you pull up any of the weed seeds that the thatch layer is designed to trap, you don't want to put them out onto open soil. Um, Compost them first, let them heat and kill. But you could, if you wanted to, put them out as as that mulch. But not very many people do because of that weed situation. Mm. So. Uh, yeah I think if you're really good well no I think if you're really good about almost too good about mowing often and then it's then they're smaller and that they yeah they'll decompose quickly quickly yeah yeah Yeah. exactly when you do it more often there's less coming off and you're just kind of maintaining it and they disintegrate almost regularly yeah Yeah. and then you let them fall in they become part of that thatch layer 
And every year, year and a half, as you're keeping your lawn, you can remove that excess thatch and keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, Janice has written in, for a fairly normal, healthy lawn, how many treatments should we put down in a year? Is it one for each season? I know that people put stuff down on their lawns every four weeks or so. Is that too much for a healthy lawn? Good question. And I love that question, Janice. I'm wondering what Janice, how treatments of what? Ah, yes. Where Janice might be. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe fertilizer, like are people, well, there is the whole like spring fertilizer, summer fertilizer, fall fertilizer, winter fertilizer. Like there's your four, I don't know if that's every four weeks, but that's four seasons. Right. Um, you know. <laughs> And that's usually every like eight to 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. So okay. May, depending on how the spring is waking up, it could be early. Like this week, if we get to the end of April and things are warm and beautiful, we're going to fertilize a little earlier in May uh, or at the very end of April, depending on what it's looking like out there. But typically we're kind of mid to end of May and then giving it another eight weeks. We're kind of that transition from June to July for your summer Labor Day ish for your uh, fall and then right at the end around Halloween November as things are cooling off lawns kind of still getting some of those fall rains or that warmth so we start to get that dissolve going but we're not going to give it a fully dissolved feed because now as things are warming and raining the roots in the lawn are going to wake up first they're going to start to harvest that winter fertilizer that's left over and have a little boost to get those roots waking up and fattened and and, and dividing to grow those new growths. Yeah, aren't we contradicting ourselves a bit, though? Like, if we, you know, we're just saying that people that just fertilized and then we got all this rain, like, is there really much left over over the winter? It, it depends on, again, what, what, how much was dissolved in there and how, like, the idea is that in the fall of the winter fertilizer gets dissolved in but not completely used. So mm. that it's still sitting in there. It's dissolved and ready it's for the In plant. the soil, like you can't see it, but it's in the soil. Right, right, right. So then as the roots start to thaw and water starts to move, they can draw up some of that food. And then, of course, as it, the spring rains, we'll start to dissolve more of it and either push it away or run some of it off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Excellent. then you're going to get like the full. And, and your spring and your fall are going to be different than your uh, fall or your spring and your summer are different than your fall and your winter. The numbers are different. We're going to have high nitrogen first two, spring, summer, and then high phosphorus potassium for the um, fall, winter. Okay. Fertilizers. I'm sorry. I'm, I can see you looking at the questions <laughs> on the thing. They're going blank and it's throwing me off because I'm usually oh, okay. asking these questions. <laughs> oh, when I open it, does it go away for you? Yeah, it goes like oh, it's red. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Where am I? And so there's things flashing on the screen. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. digress. No, no problem. We yes, we digress. We manage so, it uh, via Zoom now. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so hopefully, Janice, if, is that maybe what you were thinking of? Was like how many like fertilizing treatments that we're putting on the lawn? As far as corn gluten goes on the lawn, it lasts about five to six weeks. You can pretty much put it down in your garden beds or on your lawns. Anytime where you're going to have weed seeds that are going to emerge. One of the great times, again, is in midsummer if you go on vacation where you know your lawns go dormant. You can put it in as they go dormant, get them a little bit watered in so that any few seeds that do come up can get treated by the treatment. And then again in the fall, because it tends to have a cumulative effect. Uh, so putting it down just at the end of the fall as we start to cool off, get it dissolved in, 
um, for that first couple of weeks and then putting it down again. Now there's more corn gluten in the soil uh, to give you a better coverage, a stronger coverage for emergence. Okay. Yeah. So corn gluten is definitely not a one and done. You know, it's, it's definitely something to do a couple times a year and a few years in a row, right. Yeah. To get on, on top of the weeds. Right. And eventually you're going to have a nice thick enough lawn that you won't really need the corn gluten because the lawn's going to start fighting its own battles. It will strangle right. out and outcompete everybody. Yeah. 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 So sure. yeah, there's a whole bunch of everything can kind of be a little off as to like how much you put down and the way you put things down just because you can be really damaged and almost desiccated in your front lawn to where we all want to get to is that nice, big, beautiful, lush green lawn where the quantities like the corn gluten you may not, if at all, ever need. Again, if your lawn is nice, thick and fat and full because the grass is doing its job for it, right? You've got it nice, it's thick, it's outcompeted those seeds. They don't have the spots to grow unless you're aerating and doing weird things at the time. But again, if it's nice and thick again, it's just going to be sitting on top. They're not going to really be able to grow anywhere. So okay. kind of knowing where we are and what your lawn, what the state of everything is in, we kind of have to analyze and utilize those tools. Okay. If that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so William is written in asking, he says, hello, fellow gardeners. Where are your past shows posted? If anywhere. Thank you. Well, that's a very good question. So thank you very much for William for that. Um, so if you do uh, want to listen to our show uh, also on a podcast, um, then on your favorite podcast app, all of our shows are there. Um, but if you do want to listen to the radio show from on the computer, um, then both Matt and I, right, we both have them accessible on our website. So I'm at downtoearth.ca with the number two. You just scroll to the podcast page and you can go back through lots of time and see our past uh, shows as well as some past radio shows I have. And, um, and Matt, you can, they can find them on your website as well, right? That's right, naturalaffinity.ca. And yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. You have way more than I do. Just because you have all the radio shows going way, right. way back to when before, long before I even joined you. Yes, yes, it was Gary and I in the world, right, Gary? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yep. That's right. <laughs> in the very beginning. So, uh, so yeah. So there's lots of content there. So thank you for um, asking. We certainly have done shows on lawns before, so you can definitely go back um, and listen. And, uh, you know, there's always, there's always really good questions. So we love helping you with your specific problems and dilemmas. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, you're muted again. I clicked my mute. I'm sorry. I was just agreeing with you. Yes. There's okay. lots of fantastic content for the lawns for sure. John's written in a question. Uh, how much water and how often? And how do we know mm. when to water? We never want to water only when it goes dry. We never want to let everything bone dry yeah. out. Um, so always keep up on the water and keeping it evenly moist. Um, how much water and how often? In the spring and the fall, like now, this will be plenty of rain. So really, it's not, I guess, oh, should I, you know, like, do I go out and water it just like it's rained, let's give it a few days, let it dry down a little, and then go out. So it's that kind of that you're scheduling your own irrigation uh, type thing. So just recognizing as it goes. When the big issue becomes, John, is in the summer when the grass, which mostly we grow for lawns are cool season, start to move out of their comfort zones for temperatures. We get that heat, drought, that drought, heat stress and drought stress. 
Um, the idea is that once the humidex comes into into play in the forecast, we want to make sure that our lawns are starting to be cut at two plus inches. I always like to say three. And the idea there is that the blades are now long enough to shadow the crowns which sit on the soil, which are exposed to the sun and the drought heat above the ground. That's where the growing blade is going to come out. So by shading that, we keep the crown active and growing and feeding. But the root blade above tends to mirror image, especially with some really good soil, uh, the roots below. So the roots can actually, you know, if you've got three inches above, you've got three inches below, you've got like a little bit of a reservoir. So as long as you're doing that, you've got three weeks worth of water, if they can water down three inches deep. And once that humidex starts, once a week to about a good inch deep coming off the spring rains. And once you do that, you're just topping up what the spring left you behind. So you're never going to run out. You're not going to really overwater. Uh, and the grass will stay nice and cool. And you just want that one inch a week. And, and you should be good. And you should be good. Yeah. And then and once the fall comes, you're good. And Go it's good to get one of those little cups. Like you, you often can find those little cups or little mesh, something in the garden where you, because you think you only did it, you know, you, it, an inch doesn't take that long, right? No. Um, you know, and I know I've been guilty of putting the hose on and trying to set a timer on my phone or something and then forgetting and then I've watered the road because now the water's run off. Um, so yeah, so it, it that one inch doesn't with a regular sprinkler, um, you know, doesn't take long. No, and so. what I recommend is how long is it? Um, set up your sprinkler like you normally like to do. See how far it actually shoots in the covers and then take that container that you're talking about. And if you don't have mm -hmm. one of the cups that like a municipality gives you, put out like a Pyrex measuring cup and start it at the top of an hour. And in the midpoint, not at the end where it stops or right at the thing, in the middle of that range of water. So you say your water travels 10 feet, put it at the five foot mark, count to see how long it takes to fill that one inch because the water, depending on your oscillating or your impact sprinkler is going to distribute everything differently. So mm. it kind of gives you that average of, okay, if I start at three, cause everyone can remember at the top of the hour, right? Okay. Got to that one inch and it's 325. My system, which is different than everybody else's water pressure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It takes that long to do yeah. one inch and then you can set that up. And that's easy to kind of give your, that idea of that ballpark time. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. Good. How are we doing for time and questions? Do we have a couple um, more minutes or? We do we have a couple oh, more yeah. minutes. How are we doing for questions? Um, writing everybody down. I'd like to thank everyone for their questions at the end. Oh, yeah. How are we doing? We've got, looks like we've got a few. Yeah, we've got a few comments even. Steve's written in saying gardening is his refuge. Finally, folks can get outside and do something with all this COVID stuff going on. Yes. Um, yeah. thank, thank you very much for your advice. All year long, you saved my life from boredom. So, oh, thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we're here to kind of entertain and, uh, and, uh, and inform, right? Yes. And, exactly. you know, our guests and, and things like that. So we really uh, um, enjoy doing this crazy thing on Monday nights together. <laughs> <laughs> we do indeed. And thank you, Linda. She's a first time listener uh, writing in from Greensboro, North Carolina. So thanks for joining us, Linda. Um, and I hopefully you heard where uh, Joanna was saying we can find all of our past shows, lots of content. That's and right. I think lastly, we've got Mike 
Uh, all this lawn maintenance is very exciting, and I cannot wait to do it all, providing, of, of course, we here in Toronto can leave our house and purchase things that we need to for our lawn. Mm-hmm. Take a look, Mike. Um, I know there are some of the garden centers that are still open with minimized uh, entry as well as curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my garden center, you can just you can walk right in. Uh, and Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought you were. Um, and I think it's just because the garden center window is like 12 weeks right now. Or else it's over. Plants don't care. They're just going to either grow or they're going to die. So we're still open, luckily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I want to shout out to all the independent garden centers. Um, yes, you can get the fertilizers and, and all the things you need from the large box stores um, where you can get all the other stuff, including wood that's gone up 252%. <laughs> um, or you can, you know, keep making them richer or you can support the families. And often those small independent garden centers are family run uh, and uh, we're losing them uh, thanks to, you know, retirement land and COVID, of course. So, uh, so yeah, so please, uh, if you have a local garden center near you, call them, you can place your order. I'm sure they'll do curbside if that you can't safely enter. Um, but you're really, uh, so just a sh- no skin in the game, but I just think uh, we want to support as much as we've been supporting local restaurants as a family and supporting, uh, you know, local businesses, the local garden centers, um, you know, the big box stores are going to make it through the co- Costco's for lack of, sorry to blame Costco, but they're, you know, they're, uh, but uh, it's the little garden centers. It's the little guys. So, so think twice about your plants, your gardens, your, all the two, you know, you name it. Right. So you got it. Yeah. And I, and yes, you might be paying a buck, a buck 50 more, but you know, but you know what, that buck 50 more is going to pay those experts that are drawn to work at those family places. Cause are you going to get that same service and that same level of knowledge when you walk into Walmart? I'll tell you right now that you're not, uh, you will not find a me a Matthew dressing. <laughs> I was just going to say, because that $1.50 is going to Matt. Okay, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're at the garden centers. But no, that's true. Because you'll you often hear that about them upset that they go to, for help and there's nobody to give them help. And there's no, yeah. well, you know, that's, it's a vicious circle, right? So if you want help and you want quality um, and expertise, and uh, then it, it comes at a price, right? So you've still got to pay the rent, right? That's it. You got to pay for those experts that you're so willing to go in and see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So, uh, so when do you start back? Uh, I start back, not uh, this Friday, but the Friday after ah, okay. I am uh, relaxing. I am up to my eyeballs in uh, term papers and exams and getting all the students who are like super excited to get out there and into the industry. Um, They're just, they're loving it. And I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, Uh, good. Are they finding jobs already? Like, have they found jobs in the industry? Yeah, a lot of them have found jobs. A lot of them are creating their own jobs. Um, Mm. Some of them are, have got, yeah, family garden centers that they're going back to. They're going to be the next generation coming up. Um, so yeah, and a lot of them are also uh, trying to innovate and, you know, provide services and products online, um, 
pivot yeah. the t- year of 2021 is pivot, and that's right? exactly the word we use exactly we're just they're just pivoting how can they bring their offerings and their cool mm-hmm. ideas in a different way to that industry and there's a Excellent. lot of great ways that they're doing it so Good. i am back yes exactly and in the meantime school and i've got some garden consultations that we're working on and some designs on the board um and then I'm going back to work. So I'm, I'm, well, I'm you are very busy. in work. You, you have been working. It's just been a different type of work, right? So yes, yes. yes and now it's kind sure. of changing what load mm-hmm. of work that is. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy, crazy. Oh, my I was goodness. just saying down yeah. to earth is just humming along. You haven't stopped at all. all no, long. no, it has not stopped. And it, I mean, it certainly is a good problem to have for sure. All of us uh, designers are very grateful for the work. Um, but the last 13 months have been, you know, quite insane. Um, definitely an experience, uh, no experience like we've ever had before. Um, we are definitely booking ahead. You mean the pressure is like I, you know, it's, it's May, April 12th and I'm booking appointments into May. Um, that's the earliest I could possibly see people and uh, trying to turn, you know, because contractors are quoting and they're already quoting for installs for the fall. So um, I said it last week that I think by May, uh, the season will be sold out. And uh, so I'm trying to turn the designs around as quickly as I can so we can get them encoded and, 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 uh, and uh, kind of get them booked. Uh, so yeah, so I think it's, it's challenging times. I know I've seen on Instagram, some other designers that are booked for the season and their, their designs now are for 2022. Um, so definitely if you want to have something done, even if you are thinking for the next spring or thinking for later in the season, um, I'm speaking with someone today who wants work done around an existing pool, you know, that's not going to happen before pools are open. But if so, I said to her, you know, you really should look at uh, scheduling something for the fall so that after the pool is closed, that work can begin. So now is the time for that uh, thinking ahead and planning. So uh, and my little model motto is for my business is always great landscape. Start with a plan and uh, helps you phase it in uh, in. and helps you uh, in so many ways, just get the big picture. So I had another call today where they just had an immediate, you know, uh, uh, fences just went in and that in putting the fences, they lost a lot of their grass and they just need a platform with some shade, like a shade structure so they could use the yard uh, for now. But uh, I said, well, but what's the long-term goal? You know, like, let's look at, let's look at how do we phase this in because, because of the word prices, getting a, a small temporary deck just as financially does not make sense. Um, you know, and getting a patio isn't going to happen until September at this point. So let's see, you know, how can we have a consultation and really look at how we can uh, solve your current situation and then get you ready uh, for phase one of your long term plan. So, uh, yeah, lots of ideas uh, to plan. Um, calling me always gives you lots. I can't help but talk just like on the show, right? I feel like I, you know, we're always talking and giving <laughs> advice and, and tips and tricks and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's uh, right. That's what's happening. And the challenge is now that there's 2021 designs, um, but the jobs that were booked in 2020 that were pushed from last year to this year are also starting to go in. So I've had today was like today, yesterday and today were like big overlap day where like, okay, the jobs that are going to start in the next couple of weeks are the materials picked are the plants, you know, 
uh, you nailed down and are we are the designs finalized so we can print a copy off for our crew and and stuff so I've had to kind of go back to 2020 stuff uh, yesterday and today to uh, make sure all my ducks are, are in an order at the same time working on uh, some designs and base plans of clients that I saw last week so yeah yeah so uh, it's been a lot of fun it has been a lot of fun so if you need that help reach out now um, don't wait to get that help because the longer you're waiting, the longer you're going to wait at the end to get it installed and yeah. have someone come out and, and take care of what you really need to get done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we really do work, you know, to try and keep it as low maintenance and as cost effective as possible. So, so that's something I know people are like, you know, worried about the cost of a design. But again, I truly believe I save and I've heard customers tell me time and time again. And I know from myself from rototilling my first garden up and my first yard up uh, and not knowing what I had or what to do and wasting lots of time and money and resources doing the wrong thing. So um, definitely it is an investment, but it uh, will pay dividends in the long run. It really will, especially I think from the seasonal interest standpoint, as well as the low maintenance aspect. Um, it's all about the right plant in the right spot and not the cute plant that's next to the cash register as you check out of the store, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that's, Let's or the <laughs> plant that your neighbor gives you because they have too much of it, which means that you will certainly have too much of it next year and you'll be cursing that said neighbor. So please uh, be careful uh, taking things that people are giving you away because they have so much of it. So much. So much. There's a reason why we put those uh, plants by that cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, there is a reason too. So, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we are totally out of time. Thank you, everyone, for all of your questions. Don't forget to check us out on uh, social media at Down the Garden Path Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out there. We can continue the conversation with you there. Um, Blaine, Joyce, Chase, Walter, Donna, Madden, Henry, Harry, Janice, um, Pam, William, John, Steve, Linda, Mike, Ray. Thank you all for your wonderful questions uh, this evening. Don't forget to tune in next week uh, to another awesome episode of Down the Garden Path, here with your hosts Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing on Reality Radio 101. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your hosts Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here on Reality Radio 101.